Okay, welcome to Crit Apocalypse. I'm Matt. What episode is it? Episode four. Well done. And we've probably got 40 viewers. Yeah, so far. Yeah, so between all three previous episodes. Yes! And across YouTube and SoundCloud. That might be 40 different people, yeah. which means we're quite good. We're famous now. Almost. We're stars. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Crit Apocalypse episode four. What we do is we review films, movies, games, anything we feel like reviewing. There might be a score, there might not be. Who knows? Who cares about scores anymore? It's... Yeah, numerical value is overdone. Yeah. Scores are dead, man. Yeah. Let's review scores. Zero. I don't even want to justify it. Yeah, not worth yeah. it. So, um, who did we decide we're starting this week? It's you. Me. Right, okay. Well, I'm going to start with one thing that you've already covered because, you know, get out of the way quick. Yeah. Um, I'm not very far into it, but I'm doing Alien Isolation and it's scaring me. <laughs> and <laughs> I don't do horror games because, like, I can deal with the intensity of a horror film. Like, friggin', there's bits in the eye and Tale of Two Sisters that creep me the shit out. Oh, Tale of Two Sisters. Yeah. Did you see the remake? No. It has Elizabeth Banks in it. Yeah, what's it called? I don't know. It had a different name, didn't it? The, un- oh, the, um, the Elizabeth Unturned. Banks, the movie. She's so hot, Elizabeth Banks. Yeah. Sometimes. You know, we'll get onto her later. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. If she's around. <laughs> but, um. <laughs> but yeah, I don't what? tend to do scary games because they, like, they unnerve me. It's yeah. too much hassle for my brain it's to a cope with. Experience, yeah, it's just it's sustained tension, and most of the time the thing doesn't help. Is that a lot of the time you get tense, so you don't move so much, so you keep getting more tense because you're not moving through the section. No, so. Yeah, and yeah, like that game, I've only had got to the point where you have one encounter with the alien where it's unscripted, where it's the game plonking the alien down. And you have to get away from its AI and all that. Yeah, um, and that's enough so far. <laughs> um, have you got like flares and stuff? Yeah. Yeah, I've got the flares. Yeah, I'm gonna to have to start distracting it. I was trying to get past it without distracting it, but I'm gonna gonna have to rely on them, aren't I? Yeah, you yeah. have to rely on a lot of stuff. Again. Yeah, but um, patience is probably one of the yeah. biggest things. When I posted the video yesterday of me encountering it for the first time, because I knew where their first encounter like that was. Yeah. So I uploaded it and um, link. I lasted about ten minutes, I think, before I spent most of it in the locker. But <laughs> yeah. I think that's the best effective thing. But yeah, yeah that game's it. like the mood and tone of it is perfect. The friggin' it looks ridiculous on PC. I assume reasons. so. I yeah. assume so. It looked adequate on Xbox One. Yeah, it looks it looks brilliant. But um, the lighting, especially the there's a bit where at the start where they're going to go across and they're in the spacesuits and they're in the um, airlock mm. and all the lights are out and then lights are on their face on the spacesuits. It's perfect. Um, and also little things of just me being being a technical nerd. The bokeh effect, the technical the like uh, blurring in the background image from the foreground and all this sort of stuff when it uses filmic lens effects. Like when you bring up the um, motion tracker oh, yeah. and the background blurs and you can hold the trigger to blur I'm the motion tracker and see it. All that sort of stuff. It's called a, it's a bokeh. Um, it's a I, call it, I call it that, that blur. shot from um, Hitchcock films. <laughs> Hide the background, blur it all out. Yeah. But it's um, just early stuff like that. Just when you're walking around, all you can hear is the noise of spaceship debris smacking against the space station outside and yeah. weird things creaking and doors that aren't working making funny noises. It reminds me a lot of um, the first time I played Silent Hill and you had all those weird noises that were going on and eventually you'd realise that it's just something like a wheelchair wheel spinning around in an Isn't alleyway. Sad that I played Silent Hill fairly recently. Way what, the original? Yeah. I tweeted, I had a tweet along a mile ago. Oh yeah, yeah. I had a tweet along and I took pictures. Um, Silent Hill was a great game. Yeah. Um, no, Alien Isolation. Yeah, I, yeah, I like it. It's uh, just, it's long. So long. <laughs> well, I'm only on chapter five, and is it sixteen, isn't it? Yeah. So on that, I've got the crew expendable and the last I've got thingy well. ones, yeah, because they yeah, came with it. Stuff. But um, I don't know if I'll, when I'll play them. I want to finish the game first, really. Yeah. Not that it's spoiling anything. Apparently, one of them only lasts about fifteen minutes. I think both of them only last. Really? They're not very long. Jeez, and they're charging like three quid for them. 
for anyone who didn't get them with the game. Yeah, but say, no, yeah, no, I guess that is a lot more expensive than going to see a film. <laughs> yeah, fifteen minutes. Like, yeah. I mean, you, there's some things you can get that take fifteen minutes. So three pounds seventy three would be a good cost for it, but no. But um, sloppy blowjob in the back of Yates. Uh, yeah, the foamy latte from Starbucks. Hand shandy from Spoons. Yeah, same thing. <laughs> but yeah, it's been it's been ridiculously nice and atmospheric. And dark, and those working Joes can die in a fire. Um, they need to stop friggin' oh, stalking me. Oh, fuck, yeah, the robots. They're my favourite part, if I'm honest. Horrifying. Like, when you walk around a corner and there's horrifying. one just stood at the end of the corridor staring down, all you can see is he's silhouetted and you just see the red dots yeah. in his eyes. He's just, like, staring back at you. And then he's all like, can I help you? And then he helps you by trying to strangle you. And he takes a lot of hits to kill. Oh, you're playing on normal, aren't you? You can yeah. kill him. Oh, shit, when you, play on the, when you go on hard, you can't just kill him. Yeah, because they can grab you. Like yeah, you they do that. Yeah, they can grab you. when you swing your um, crowbar thing, he grabs your arm, and you can't get out of that. You have to yeah. change methods. You haven't got the stun baton yet, have you? No, oh. I've got um, EMPs. I can make them, but the material one and the materials you need, you can only ever carry three. But you need two to make it. Oh yeah, you just so, um, you just keep your um, you keep putting them towards it, so you yeah. can carry more and more. Yeah, I need to do that. But yeah. yeah, it's excellent so far. I'm really enjoying it. I really love the original Alien film. It's probably one of my favourite films of all time. I freaking love that first film. It's perfect. It's two of my favourite actors, isn't it? Mm. See, I, I, it's to the degree where if I watch the director's cut version, which I watched a while back yeah, um, for the first time, because I put off watching that for years. I had the DVD, DVD for about six, mm-hmm. seven years before I watched it. Yeah. Um, the director's cut version irks me because the pacing's too fast on the edits. Yeah. Uh, individual edits. I recognise where the cut-off point should be in the original version. They go like second or so early or fraction of a second or there's certain takes which are different in the film. You use alternate takes in certain parts. Okay. And it like it bugs me that there's some types like things change. That's how much I love the original film. I notice when there's an edit slightly wrong. Yeah. But um yeah, this this is like doing a really good job of replicating the style of the film. Um I think if you want something that's a bit more sort of uh, actiony, don't play Probably, any collective yeah. earning rings, don't play that. Go and buy Halo or something no, like that. Yeah. Get Alien Resurrection for the PS one. That game was terrifying, and it still had guns oh, and stuff yeah. in it. Oh, yeah, pink army boots are acid-proof. That was the code to unlock all the levels. Yeah. 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 Shit, I used to play it when I was a kid. Alien Resurrection's a great game. I thought I had a copy, but I can't find it. It was something we were going oh, to no, play on the channel. Oh, Alien Trilogy. Oh, Alien Trilogy, yeah. I've got, that, I've Alien got that on Sega Saturn. I, think I never played copies. Alien Resurrection. Alien Resurrection's horrifying, man. Is it 3D? Because I yeah. remember they were releasing a 3D. It was originally going to be a top-down sort of twin-stick shooter thing, okay. but one of the art designers was like, let's see what happens if we put it in a first-person view, and it worked. So they just reworked the game into a first-person view and turned it into a horror game. And it's like, it's long before all the other horror games were around where survival horror was actually a scary thing. It was back in the days when survival horror was like a really dumb thing. It was still alone in the dark days oh, yeah. and all that. But this was like done... No, it was 99, which yeah. was after Resident Evil. Yeah, but Resident Evil was still alone in the darkish. Like, it was still very much, right. you can see everything and it's... Choose the next words carefully. That's mm. not that's not mock Resident Evil. It's one of the greatest games ever made. You know what I mean? It's still the very sort of one where it's all very controlled. But this yeah. one was like, You'd walk down into a room and you'd just suddenly see some legs disappear into an air vent yeah. and there's a weird scuttling noise. <laughs> or you walk in and just see dead bodies everywhere. And for the PS1 day, it looked really good for a PS1 game. Like, it looks a lot better than Alien Trilogy. Do you remember the dinosaur demo you used to get on the PS1? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the best looking thing ever. When I used to think about that, I used to be like, oh, that was like a real dinosaur. And then I went back and used it. I was like, it looks so Yeah, like bits of its neck are poking through the body and stuff like that. There's no clipping, so its arms go through it. The aliens in Resurrection are like, they're a series of tubes, like like the internet. Um, But yeah, Alien Isolation, I'm going to say as a random score for it, let's give it a C. I don't know if the C's good or bad. Um, I'll give it a D plus. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll give it the D. 
<laughs> let's let's know what. All right, you're next. I am next. I'm going to go with that's possibly possibly the best known thing that's on my list right now. This yeah. is this is this is something I have to talk about this week. I watched Deadly Spawn, which is the Arrow film release of a 1986 movie, much oh. in the vein of Gremlins. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to go into a lot of detail here. I'm probably going to spoil little bits here and there, but I won't spoil the ending because it's fucking fantastic. But anyway, Deadly Spawn starts out like any other film. There's a meteor that flies down towards the Earth. Sparks fly, people collide, whatever the fuck happens. That happened a lot in the 80s, man. All the time. Maximum Overdrive. (laughs) Oh, what a great film! Um, Anyway, that's besides the point. So, anyway. (laughs) So, this meteor flies down, and out of the meteor crawl these sliver-style little worms, which are quite nicely done effects-wise. Um, and they crawl out and they go and they find places that are moist and, and not vaginas. Don't say vaginas. No, I think in sewers, man. That would be a logical place. Basements, it appears to be. Mm-hmm. And this one kid, this one kid's, um, he's into, he's into monsters and shit like that. There's always that one kid. There's no jazzy soundtrack or any shit like that. So don't imagine the Goonies or Monster Squad. A little I was bit imagining Monster Squad mixed with slugs. No. Yeah. None of that. It's no. It's almost like one of those Italian films that's been translated over to America. Nice. So, um, so this kid's he's into monsters. And he does this little flash trick, and he's like, Whoa! and his mum's just like, Look, take off your clothes that you're wearing, go put something neat on, come down for breakfast. Breakfast is ready, and like it's this nice little family dynamic. And the kid goes <coughs> downstairs. Later on in the film, the kid comes home from school, and his mum's not there, his dad's not there, no one's home. His mum turns out as a dinner party, <laughs> and uh, so this kid comes home from school, and his mum's not home. So he. he he finds this letter that says, oh, the electrician, go down into the basement. The back door's unlocked. You can get into the basement. We know you, Barry. Go and sort out the electrics. There's been issues. Kid goes down into the basement to go see if the electrician's there, because apparently it's someone that knows the family. Barry. Everyone knows Barry. Yeah. Um, so he goes down to the basement, and um, and lo and behold, there's this fucking massive slug. Like, this massive, deadly spawn slug. It's got like a massive, jewelry mouth. The mouth's really nicely designed. It's like a. It's got two little flaps at the bottom and one big, articulated top bit. And a bunch of teeth that run into the back like a shark. Yeah. Alright, so this thing's down in the water, squiggling away like, and the kid's down there and he freezes. And he looks around and he realises that the monster can only hear him. It can't see him. Hmm. Alright, so the kid's standing in this, this like slightly high pool of water where it's all wet down there, it's all flooded and that's why the electricity, electricity's fucked. And he's standing in this pool of water looking around and he's just, it's a nice touch because you don't get characters to do this. Usually they shit themselves and fuck off out the room. This kid stands there. And he's looking around, so he's working out what these like. What can he see? What can he? What can he do? What does he know? Um, and there's one slug that's bitten into a wire. He's died. It's hanging there, burnt and crispy. There's another one that's trapped in a mouse trap. So instantly he's like, "All right, they don't like electricity, and they don't fucking like mouse traps." <laughs> so that's two ways to kill the big one. Um, and he's fucking just sitting there, and he's watching all the shit, and he's taking it all in. And he drops something, and it and it makes the big one go a bit mad. And he's and he just stoically stays there, and he's like watching. He's like, oh, "You think you fucking got me?" Because I dropped something. Fuck you. Um, eventually, the time comes where he gets the opportunity to leave the basement. As he leaves the basement upstairs, there's a bunch of teenagers. I think it's his brother, his brother's girlfriend, his brother's friend, and then his girlfriend. And they're all in the house chatting away. Um, the brother's friend and his girlfriend, they get split up because the monster comes upstairs. It follows the boy. It comes upstairs. And it chases them all about the house. The brother and his, the brother and his, his girlfriend end up in his bedroom. And the brother's friend and his girlfriend end up upstairs in the loft. And the kid is left to his own devices. We don't find him for another 10 minutes. All of a sudden, this monster bursts into the room that's got his brother and his girlfriend. And this guy, in something that I've not seen in a film in a very long time, the brother's girlfriend gets her head torn completely asunder straight away. Nice. She just gets it ripped off and she gets <clears> thrown <throat> out a fucking window. 
the brother decides like, oh fuck, oh, my life has ended. My girlfriend, I'm only 16, but my girlfriend, my love of my life, which literally only been 16 years, so it's probably right, it died. What am I gonna do? No, I must be, you know, I must be heroic in this. So he climbs out the window, and fucks off up to the loft. We don't see them for another five minutes. Cuts to the mum. The mum's at a dinner party. All these old ladies are chatting away. She's like, oh, I've got to ring the kid. I've got to go and talk. It's not English. It's American. So I imagine this is an American accent. I've got to go and talk to my son and find out if he's all right. She goes and uses the phone to talk to her son. Ring your son, little bastard. <laughs> Hello, are you clean, you fuck? Um, she, she he's puts... not a messiah. He's a very naughty boy. <laughs> Great Monty Python reference. Anyway, she puts the fucking phone down and she goes back to the dinner party. And in, in probably one of the greatest scenes I've ever seen, Four old women writhing on the ground in agony as these tiny little slugs bite at their face nice. and at their limbs. And the woman comes in, she grabs like a fucking letter, you know, like the thing that you put receipts on. Grabs on and starts jabbing at these alien monsters to get them off these people. She's like, oh, fuck off, get off. Just goes hard at these things. One gets stuck on it, so she throws it away. It hits a painting, and as the painting falls down, it reveals seven more slugs on the wall wiggling away. Nice. It's like you've disturbed another nest. So she tries to save all these old ladies. They, she gets them out of the house. She gets all the slugs off and they fuck off down the road to go to her son's house to see if her son's all right. We cut back and um, everyone's now in the loft, including the brother. So it's the brother, the brother's friend, the girlfriend. All in the loft. Um, the massive one's in there. It's gotten pinned. It's trying to get him. Who comes and saves the day? The kid. He's got his phosphorus powder that he used to make that little flashbang at the beginning to try and scare his mum. He's got that. He shoved that into the end of what I think is a hairdryer, <laughs> right? And broken the hairdryer up, put a little bit of water in the hairdryer and just mashed it all together in some sort of makeshift grenade, right? And he puts it into the mouth of the monster. He's being really quiet whilst he does this. The monster starts chewing away. And he gets to the cord, and he looks at it, and he looks to the wall, and there's a socket, and it's just too far. So what does he do? He moves He moves his T-shirt aside, and there is an extension lead he's got wrapped around like a fucking <laughs> utility belt. Plugs it in, goes to the wall. It's still just too short, so what does he do? He remembers sound and starts banging on the floor to get the monster to go towards him so he can plug it in and blow the fuck out of it. It's amazing! <laughs> it's just, it was so well written. It's such a cheap, weird 80s film, but everything in it is cohesive and it makes sense. They set it up and that ending was fucking spectacular. I cheered. I was so jubilant. This little kid, because like, usually fucking kids are like, oh, fuck that kid. Yeah, he's stupid. There's no monster. Oh, there's a monster! But in this, he just fucking went wrong. <clears throat> A to B, monsters C, I need a grenade, grenade's gonna be B, and now I'm gonna get to D by blowing the fuck out the monster. B plus C equals home safe D. It was amazing, it was just brilliant. It's exceptional, thank you Arrow Films for making that possible, because I have not watched the film in recent years where there's actually a setup and an end, it's like a comedy, I haven't seen a comedy in a long time that has jokes that have a setup and then a punchline. It doesn't exist anymore. And no, seeing nowadays that, it's all just punchline, punchline, punchline. You know, like, at the end, it's like, all of a sudden, Superman has the ability to turn back time by kissing his girlfriend with his date rape power. He had that Even in the then, <laughs> even then, that's just, like, something that appears out of nowhere. He's never used that before. He's never shown that he has that power. Yeah, yeah. And so often now, it's like, oh, that, you know Iron Man, the laser in Iron Man 2 that can kill everything? And he's like, oh, it's a, you can only use it once. And I didn't tell anyone about it before because it didn't seem like it was a useful thing. Of course that's fucking useful. There's a million different situations you could use there. But no, it was brilliant. It was all set up. Everything that you needed to know was known. Oh, it was just, it was excellent. I was so happy. Like, just seeing, it's like, you know when people reminisce about the past and nostalgia? Yeah. And there's that warm little nook they have where they're like, oh, you remember films in my day were great. If that was your day and Deadly Spawn is a film you're talking about, you're right. But if you're talking about the Goonies where all of a sudden, you know, people have, it, it, like data himself is 
is literally Deus Ex Machina. <laughs> like he can just do whatever is needed for the situation. There, there was none of that. Asian MacGyver, man. <laughs> MacGyver himself. It was the same situation, but it's just it's excellent. If if you get the chance, I know that I've ruined it a little bit for you. Deadly Preston is a prequel to Deadly Spawn is a prequel to MacGyver. It's <laughs> MacGyver the Wonder Years. Yeah. If you get a chance to catch, it, it's I think it's three pound on Amazon in the UK now. I don't know how much it is in America. If it's a billion dollars and you have that money, it's worth paying to see this film because it is just so lovingly crafted in a way that you just don't find anymore. It's, it's, a, it's a small trip to a simpler time that wasn't as simple as it seemed first. You know, it's like the kid from, from what is the film with Bruce Willis where the kid's really good at math? The kid? No, what's the one? <laughs> event? Something? It's not, it's not Event Horizon. It's, um, I can't remember, but there's a film in which the autistic kid knows math and it knows the code. Yeah, shit like that. You just don't, you know... It's was that complexity. during Bruce Willis's period when no one gave a shit what film he was in? No, that's probably during the period Bruce Willis didn't give a shit what film he was. Yeah, that same period. That same period. <laughs> but yeah, no, fantastic film. Deadly Spawn, just buy it, just watch it, because it's just brilliant. It's great. Yay. Right. What am I gonna review next? Did I take did I take too long with that? No, no, you can take as long as you like. Uh. That's the that's the beauty of this. Yeah. I'm the one who has to edit it. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm gonna review another thing that's been around for a while because, you know, it's best to get them out of the way early. So I decided this week to watch Hunger Games Catching Fire. Um, I quite like the first film. Yeah. It's like, it is a, no matter what she said, she ripped off Battle Royale. Yeah, definitely. She knew. She knew, man. There's, yeah. there's too much. Some she thought she could get away with up, it. Don't they? Yeah. That, yeah. The individual incidents and like yeah. the freaking bags with random things in it. Random weapons. Like, it's blatantly she knew about Hunger, uh, about Battle Royale and probably thought she could get away with it. But regardless, I quite enjoyed the first one. It had its own thing going on anyway, so that's fine. But I was like, I was going to watch Catching Fire and then maybe think, maybe go see Mockingjay Part 1, like, just to keep up to date on him and stuff. Yeah. Because um, I want to see the continued adventures of Plutarch Honeysbee before he dies. Um, Philip Seymour Hoffman, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Sure, yeah. It was the okay. stupidest fucking name that's ever been put into a film. It was in the book as well. <clears> yeah. I've read the books. So that's. You're not bad. a girl. I know, right? No. But, um, I do have a Kindle, though. Catching Fire has put me way off bothering to watch the Newton Hicks ones. It's kind of. Nothing really feels like anything happens in it. At all. Um, she doesn't have an arc. There's no leadership path she goes on. She doesn't learn to lead a rebellion or anything, or accept the idea of leading a rebellion. By the end of the film, she's in the same place she was earlier. In fact, she's a little bit set back because she's pissed off that they didn't save Peter instead of her. <laughs> like, <clears throat> and why is Peter's name spelt funny? I don't know. Why is it, why is it Joanna's the only one who's got a normal name? Another one played by Jenna Malone. Jenna Malone is hot in that film. Mm. Sorry, most me. films. <clears throat> I didn't like her in. Uh, my mind has gone to. She's shit, in one of the Twilight it? films, isn't she? She is. She yeah. is. But uh, she was also in. The more than. Fuck! What was that awful film done by Zack Snyder? Was oh, it? Sucker Punch. Sucker Punch. Yeah. Fuck! She. Awful film. Although uh, Vanessa Hudgens. Mm. There's mm. no redeeming qualities in that film. Vanessa Hudgens is a redeeming. She's quality. not a redeeming quality. I watched High School Musical for <clears> Vanessa <throat> Hudgens. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Just. Yeah, Catching Fire didn't feel like much of anything happened, and it just—it's literally split in half. Like I swear, they—they they timed the exact point where they're halfway through the film to start the games. Like I didn't understand why there was so much setup to that because a lot of it yeah. was just there wasn't much going on in the games either. They went, "Oh, it's a clock," and then he goes, "I'm going to press a button and spin it," mm. so you can't—you don't know where it's coming from next. Like, <laughs> yeah, I didn't really get that because I kept thinking to myself, "What does it matter?" No, like, just look at where it's pointing now. You're on a specific beach. Remember where the yeah. conch was pointing before, and then just now. Such that's elaborate tracks as well. I like how they didn't have any um, weird monster dog things like they did at the end of the last one. 
because that was like a bit of a shit the bed moment in the first film. Right in the books as well. Yeah, but it's still stupid. Yeah, in the books they were they were DNA of the people that died. Oh, they didn't have their faces, didn't they? Yeah, in the books. Yeah, that's yeah. stupid. That would have been cool. <laughs> It would look like that freaking Basement Jacks video. <laughs> Where's your? That's yeah. a great song. But um, yeah, I don't know what to think about this one. It's like it wasn't like it wasn't poorly shot. The guy who directed it, I can't remember his name now, but he's a very workman. He's a I Am Legend and all that. Um, Will Smith? No, they like to do it. Will Smith may maybe a Will Smith film because he's an auteur, but <laughs> you know his, what's his auteur trick? Auteur is... theory, man. So yeah, Will Smith. There is an overriding. Every Will Smith film has Will Smith elements. Will Smith is the most important thing in a Will Smith film. Yeah, like what is his auteur trick though? Because you know each auteur trick has like a like there's like each auteur has a, like as a director Sam Raimi is quite kinetic, hmm. and Steven Spielberg is it's always the boy's journey. So what would be the what would be the auteur trick for Will Smith's thing? Um, being a black leading man. Does he have to say damn at least once in the film? Or hell no. Hell no. Oh, hell oh, no. Damn. Welcome to Earth. <laughs> oh, hell no. <laughs> I want to see a film that he does right, where the entire film is basically an elaborate recreation of the intro from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. <laughs> like, and it doesn't mention it. It's played straight, and there's no reference, but the entire thing follows exactly the steps of the intro from the title song Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. The guy who played Uncle Phil died, didn't he? Yeah, Shredder, wasn't he? He was Shredder in the original Turtles cartoon. Because I was just thinking you could, at the end, have it look a little bit weird, and have him like, open the door and be like, Uncle Phil, yeah. you've been you my real probably, dad. Like uh, we were talking about the uh, the technology for for what is it for holograms? Oh yeah, could always just get a hologram, Uncle Phil. Yeah, hologram, Uncle Phil. No one knows. Don't mention it in the show. Just <laughs> the big blue glowing <laughs> hologram of Uncle Phil. That'd be fine. That'd be great. Yeah, glowy. <laughs> oh yeah, because it's just it's light, isn't it? It's projected yeah. light. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone looks like a fucking ghost. Yeah, it only really works if you look for the right angle. But it's really morbid if someone's alive and they've got a hologram on. It did just look like a ghost. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know what to make of Catching Fire though. It's it was dull. It was it felt like it was unnecessary. Mm. Like the whole thing was the, the whole purpose of the entire film was to have um, them go. Oh, there's a secret rebellion. Now you know how I feel about the Hobbit movies. Yeah. <laughs> Why are they three films? <laughs> No, like right. it's just who who decided that would be a good idea? Peter Jackson, he wanted money. Trilogy sell. I'm amazed the last part's not being split into two films. Seriously amazed. Like, I, don't, I don't understand why the third book in the Hunger Games trilogy is being split. Into yeah, apparently two. it's really short in narrative as well. Yeah, like, it's, not much actually happens. It's just like there's like a few battles. Like, the only ones I'm giving an exception to some Marvel fanboy, but the Avengers Part Three being two parts, the third film being two separate films. Yeah, but we've already said there's two in between that. that, isn't there? Okay, like. We'll have yeah. a little bit of a segue here. We'll just have like five minutes to discuss yeah, this. Not that we ever do, but... Yeah, we don't yeah. ever go off topic. No. We're quite stringent with our topics. No, no. Um, when it comes to the Avengers, what would you like it to be in two films? So what would your ideal situation be? I want situation the be? first part to effectively set up whatever narrative thread runs through those two films that are in between it. Because um, is it Inhumans and Captain Marvel? I think they are. Are going to be in between Avengers part one and two. Are they? Yeah. So, okay. So they're both intergalactic themed anyway. Captain Marvel can be anyway if they want it to be. Although I think Captain Marvel's going to be a bit retro. That logo is so 80s. Like, yeah, do you, so is it going to be a woman? Yeah. It's going to be a woman. Yeah, it's going to be um, Carol Danvers, Miss Marvel. Oh, it's going to be Carol Danvers? Yeah. Oh, have you seen Have you, um, Have you? you seen the new Miss Marvel? The Indian yeah, 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 yeah. Really yeah. good comics, those ones. I haven't read them. I haven't read them. I bought one. Uh, yeah. It's not for me. It's Christmas presents. Yeah. You know who you are. Well, you've got to check they work. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but, um, no, but I reckon I'm okay with that because it's going to it's going to be basically like a mini saga anyway. That they're going to be stuff in between it. It's going to be like a little mini. 
I would like there to be individual narratives. So, yeah. I don't. I don't. Oh, want the point will be. be, but what, I think whatever goes on in Inhumans will affect stuff that it, whatever happens in the first Avengers Part One will affect what's going on in Inhumans, and then yeah. it'll move on to the other one. But it'll be their own separate stories. But there'll be effects like Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, it's all about getting that crystal thing. I watched that again. Such a good film. It's a great film. Fucking fantastic. It is a really good film. But yeah, it's gonna catch him fire anyway. Um, meh out of ten. Yeah, I wouldn't give it very high rating. I don't. I don't I'm not a fan. I um I watched it and I just kept going. What is the point in you? I was bored, man. Yeah, I was bored for a lot of it. Like it was an hour, an hour and a half. Yeah. Just nothing happens. Yeah, it happened in the other one as well. Where um, cause I think short happens in the first one where they have some sort of injury or they set up the infection, universe. which is affects them visibly, but then they get rid of it. Like because she puts her hands in the water and gets rid of the oh yeah the blisters. The and the previous the one had the wasp stings that they cured themselves of. Yeah. Really quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Because you can't have Jennifer. Thingy wandering around with blisters on her face. That was bizarre. Anyway, it's just yeah, it's a really bizarre film. Okay, um, my number three is I would just like them to make the Avengers: Infinity Crisis. I'd like one half to be on Earth and the other half to be galactic. Yeah, and I would like the um, the humans in the Miss Marvel film. I would like to, those to be uh, they fight an enemy that that somehow challenges their society. But then that fits into the overarching. So there might be like generals of Thanos, because you know there's people like Ronan the Accuser was originally, he was a separate character. Hmm. They could draw in more of those galactic characters and have, have people like um, like the Kree warlords and people like that. Can they have the Kree? Oh, it's a scroll they can't it's have. The scroll, it? yeah, the scrolls. Yeah. Did you hear about Fantastic Four and what's going on with the villain? No. Um, Doom is going to be, not Victor Von Doom. Oh, yeah, he's be... that dude on the internet. Oh, fuck it. No, yeah, he's that's... a hacker. We're not even going to talk about it. We're not even going to talk about it because it just—it's stupid. As much as as much as I'm going to give them my money and watch the film, I don't want to know anything beforehand. Now, like I've given up on Sony having. You've heard enough. That's bad. It's not Sony. It's Fox, isn't it? Worse. Yeah, Fox are doing fantastic. Oh yeah, shit, they are. Just who gives a fuck? Anyway, um, my next is Constantine the TV series. No, not seen it yet. Have you not? I've seen episodes one, two, and three. What is it on? And four. Four. It's on Amazon. Oh. You know, um, Amazon. The screw that. Yeah, yeah. If you've got Prime, you get it for free anyway. Mm. But um, but anyway, yeah, it's on Amazon. Um, one, two, three, four. When it comes to Constantine, everybody knows who he is. He's the Exorcist, who um, is part of the DC canon. He fights supernatural entities, much like Doctor Strange in our universe. Mm. Or to a more racist note, the Marvel's fifties comic Doctor Voodoo. Yeah. Black coated Voodoo. It's a bit racist. He recently became the Sorcerer Supreme. That's another thing. It's a whole other thing. Let's ignore that. Ignore that for now. Constantine, he is a sorcerer. He's an exorcist. He's, you know, the ghost with the most, whatever. Um, in terms of what he does in the series, it's very similar to the comics. They recently did a storyline from the comics. Yeah. Uh, Feast of Friends, which is about the demon that eats you from the inside, but it forces nice. you to, it forces you to exhibit massive hunger. So it takes up your body and then you just ravenously eat shit. Okay. Um, eat and, shit and die. Yeah. No, that's, that's what I plan to do in my life. Yeah. Um, but basically, it, it makes you eat until you until you die. And and this guy finds it. He's like a protege of Constantine from the past, and he finds it. And he um, and he exercises it. But it turns out that this thing is just this vicious creature that won't be it won't be contained. Yeah. So there's no way of you know avoiding avoiding it succumbing or getting into people and them succumbing to the hunger. In terms of what the series does as opposed to the film, the film was American. Obviously, had Keanu Reeves. It was quite a prolific thing because a lot of people were unhappy that it was an American playing Constantine. Gavin Rossdale was in as well. And Sheila Booth. Sheila Booth. Yeah. Shia the Beef. Twice. Um, 
that's besides the point. Let's yeah. get let's get off of that. I don't like I don't like well the Constantine film, the original film, it's fine, it just shouldn't have been Constantine. It could have been anything else. Yeah. It could have just been a generic shooty film and I would have probably enjoyed it more because it didn't have the stigma of being part of the Hellblazer canon. Um the series follows the comics a lot more. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. It's if you watch Supernatural, it's almost the same. The is difference than is Gotham's going so far. Um what's Gotham? Gotham is uh yeah. I can't be fucked with a program about Batman before Batman. Bruce Wayne in there is pretty much at the age of ten, fully determined to be Batman. Pretty much already, he's all every single episode. There's only one room in Wayne Manor, as far as I can tell. And he just stands there and looks at. And he's constantly just researching documents and having sword fights with Alfred. It's fucking stupid. Um, but yeah, but yeah no, I'm not interested in that shit. Constantine's fine. It's a good program. If you watch Supernatural, fill the gap between Supernatural series and whatever series is on that you like watching. I mean, alongside things like The Walking Dead, which has been excellent so far, and um, and other programs that are available to you, I probably wouldn't recommend it over something that you truly enjoy. But it's a nice little time waste if you've got spare 40 minutes yeah. a week. Give it a watch. So one of the girls are in it, they're already, they're, she's had to be written out like really early in the yeah, series. Yeah, one for the pilot. One for the pilot's gone. Yeah, because um, they're bringing another cat, aren't they? creative decisions. Yeah. Because she essentially had the same powers as Constantine from the film. Yeah. So I think it was a bad idea to have her in any way. Is he, he a just... bastard in it? That's what matters. He's a bit of a bastard. He needs to be a total bastard. He's, a bastard. he's meant to be from Glasgow, but he's got like, he, he talks like this. He should have a Liz- Liverpudlian accent. He talks like this all the time. Yeah. And he's like, hello, love. Well, the Americans don't know the difference. No, do they, they don't. They don't care. No. It would be nice if they called it Hellblazer. It would be nice if they called it Hellblazer, but then mm. Hellblazer wasn't the character. No, but that's the name of the comic. Wouldn't though. it be nice? Wouldn't it be nice if these people all exist in the same universe? So the Flash, Constantine. There's no reason why yeah. they couldn't, though, could they? Like, they mm. could have, um, because that's one thing I wanted with Gotham. I wanted it to be set in the nineties or eighties or something, and make out it's they could just tangibly say it is linked to Arrow and Flash, but it's yeah, but set like thirty years before, twenty years before something. As much as as much as I'd say it was difficult to do a Flash program, it's mm. easier to do a Flash program than it would be to do a Batman program. Oh yeah, Batman's freaking. Unless you brought in the creative team from Batman the Animated Series and you gave them the unlimited budget they'd re- mm. require to make that a thing, you're not going to get. It. The thing is, you can't have a young Batman either. Batman doesn't work if he's in his early 20s, which is what they always pitch those shows for. He can't be the sexy guy taking his shirt off. That's the one version of Batman that doesn't exist. Yeah, because Batman can't reveal his identity. Mm. Mm. Well, he can't be like... Yeah, you imagine that if they, did a, if they did a TV series of Batman, he'd have like, be like Arrow and he's got like 500 people who know who he is. <laughs> he's got staff. Everyone knows who Arrow is now. Like, the only person who doesn't is the police detective. Why did he shave his head? Well, oh, the detective? Yeah. Yeah, to look ill. So weird. Because he's ill, isn't he? Is so he? he has to have a shave. What's wrong with him? I thought he just got shot. He had the, the broken rib, didn't he? But he's like, he's having angina attacks and stuff. That's why he's got the medication. Oh. But I yeah. missed that. Yeah, that was that because at the end of the series two, he collapses after what Sarah goes away. Oh, I think He coughs up some blood. I think But yeah, so, um,. I want to see Constantine, but it's on Amazon, so screw that. Because they fucked up Love Film. No end. It was the same thing. Yeah, but they got rid of the game. I couldn't rent games from them anymore. Did you use Boomerang? What Boomerang? No, some little scabby company, is it? No, they're alright. Yeah. I use them. Hassle. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, it's worth watching. Like I said, it doesn't replace anything that you truly love. If there's a series you enjoy, and also it's not going to be something for the people that enjoy Geordie Shaw more than they enjoy things like The Walking Dead. Mm. It, is a, it is a weekly hour of your life gone and there's going to be no screaming retards. Mm. So, so if you want a Glaswegian action without fake tans and <laughs> Yeah, and if you want, and something, the horror. If you want something that's got a plot <laughs> yeah. and doesn't involve people trying to... Less horrific and... 
trying to mate with one another whilst yeah. covered in spray tan and drinking copious amounts of alcohol pops. <laughs> and yeah, watch Constantine. Yeah, I want to see that. There's a preacher next year, isn't there? Holy shit, yeah, I love Preacher. Yeah, that would be Preacher's interesting. Preacher's one of the best series ever. Preacher, like, of all the comics that I read, Powers, Preacher, and... Um, why oh, Powers is coming as well. Why the Last Man? Yeah, Powers is coming as well. It's why the Last Man? If they make a Why the Last Man series, I would be... That would be perfect. Sad. But if they ruined it, and it doesn't have that emotional ending, I'm not a man. I'm not a man who gets upset easily, but the ending of Why the <laughs> Last Man... No, this could be completely different. It affected me. Change it yeah, they just make it so it's just a, it's just like he's a misogynist. <laughs> Ladies, <laughs> he literally doesn't see other men; he just sees women. Yeah, the men haven't died. It's just yeah, he's just really arrogant. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, constant. That's all right. Right, my next thing. Let's see, Shovel Knight. Yeah, fuck yeah, I love that game. Um, I brought this game because I got really fed up one evening, and when I get fed up, I spend money, and I shouldn't have spent money. But I bought Shovel Knight like full price. I've been waiting weeks for it to go into a sale. And in the end, I was just like, screw it, and just bought it anyway. It's like 12 quid on the Wii U. Yeah, it's 10 49 on PC, generally. I think it's nine forty nine on good old games. Wasn't it on like, wasn't it like 7 quid on Humble Bundle? Yeah, it's been, it's been like in all sorts of sales, but I always miss them. But, um, this game's friggin' excellent. Like, <laughs> as a, it's like, it's a throwback to NES era. Like a lot of those ones, it, not possible on a NES, but whatever. It just it's has that feel. Yeah, it's using, yeah, it's a couple of colours that they've cheated with. Yeah. But on top of that, you're talking about parallax scrolling effects and, there isn't any. Oh, yeah, there is. It's Palak scrolling on loads of levels, man. I've not played yeah. past like, the first couple of levels. Oh, you get to, when do you get to Propeller Knight's level, man? Oh, there's a Propeller Knight? Yeah, Propeller Knight's awesome. We're on an airship and there's sections where wind is blowing in all sorts of different directions and that bit can fucking burn in hell. That um, does sound There's cool. a slippy, slicey, slidey ice world as well. I've actually found the later bosses easier than a lot of the earlier bosses. I like the dragon thing you fight first. Yeah, yeah, that's nice and easy. You get that again, there's two of them in there early on. Oh, really? Yeah, because you fight one in the second half of that level. Oh, yeah, so yeah. you do, yeah. Mm. But um, the best knight's Tinker Boss. Tinker Knight. Uh, you wait until you see Tinker Knight. <laughs> Tinker Knight's an incredible boss. So it's like it's it's just like <laughs> Mega Man. Yeah, it's got a lot of that. Um, it's not like um, Mega Man sense that you don't gain any skills from the bosses, which is kind of surprising, because I think that would be how you should gain new skills. Because a lot of the bonus weapons you get have a little something to do with other knights. Like you get a gear, which would have been perfect thing to give for Tinker Knight. It's a gear that you drop it on the ground, you can ride long spikes on it. And when it hits a wall, it sort of jumps up a little bit higher onto the wall so you can get to a higher ledge. Oh, okay. So that's quite a smart little gift. Um, there's a horn you get as well, which is like a smart bomb attack. But um, sort of, it's got a radius, but it kills anything nearby you instantly. But it's a bit of a pain because like it takes a second to use okay. before it fires off. But um, it's brilliant. I'm, I'm loving the game. It's so tight. Like, I struggled with it at first because I thought to do the downward strike, you have to swipe the weapon first, then pull down. No. You know, you just hold down and it's yeah. automatic. But um, Like DuckTales. Yeah. DuckTales, that's a great game. That, re- that remake of DuckTales was solid as hell. Man. I didn't play the remake, I just oh, played the original. It's good. But, um, it's like that Castle of Illusion. I played five minutes of the Castle of Illusion remake. I was like, oh, fuck this, this isn't my game. Yeah, I went back and played Castle of Illusion. Yeah, they messed with it a lot on that one. That's yeah. not as good. But um, Shovel Knight's like spot on perfect. It's so tight controls and friggin'. Like the the level of difficulty is such that it's frustrating, but it's not so frustrating that you blame the game. It's your own incompetence. But it's there's always a clear pass. Yeah, there's always a clear pass of what is the problem in the level yeah. that you need to defeat. You rarely go into a situation where you can't sit somewhere and watch the enemies do their attacks before you attack, which is the Mega Man formula. Yeah, like if you know Mega Man, when the first time you see pretty much any enemy in the early Mega Man games, they got rid of this later on. It stopped happening. They started trying to cheap you out on kills. Um, but you'd always see the enemy in a specific situation where it could fire its weapon and you wouldn't be able to get hit by it. Yeah. So you'd be able to see how it would attack and you could approach it. And Shovel Knight does that all the time. Yeah. It's always Shovel Knight. I think the best bad guy in Shovel Knight is the little rat hanging from the propeller. 
Oh, they look like the balloon ones. Yeah, no, there's a little, yeah, little propellers, just a rat hanging from it. Yeah. And it just goes, every now and again it moves towards you. Yeah. Like, I don't want to kill them. They look sad because when you kill them, they fall off and they just, yeah, just go away. Plummet yeah. to their doom. But, um, this game's spot on. Like, I'm right near the end of it. I've just got to do the enchantress bit. When you beat the boss at the end of the game, um, there's a new game plus you can run through. So you can try and bump up. Do you ever get to play Shield Knight? Um, Shield Knight is just important. That's spoilers, man. Can't get into spoilers. But, like, in the very first five seconds of the game, hmm. Shovel Knight and Shield Knight are best friends. Yeah. Do you ever get to play Shield Knight? Maybe. Oh. Do you know what they're doing as a download for it soon? What? Um, gender swap. You'll be able to swap the genders of all the characters in the game. So you can turn them male and female. And this is the really cool thing. You can change the pronouns individually, apparently. So while you could have a character be female, you could have them announced as a male as well. So you could fill your game with transgender knights. <laughs> why does that? Why is that? Why is that something you need to do? It's kind of genius because they don't. Hey, do you want? It's their answer to the whole like making the game equal and all this sort of stuff and open for everyone. But a knight in general, like your knight, isn't a male or a female. You don't ever need to know that. No, you don't necessarily know if shovel knight's a male or female. Yeah, but you just you fight like propeller yeah. knight. Is that a guy? You can propeller knight. Yeah, that's a dude. Alright, there's some yeah. female. Well, yes. One of them's got a massive beard. They're sort of, you don't see their faces most of the time. But so most of the time it's just called night and then day. Yeah, but they're gonna so let you gender swap the sprites and all this sort of Who stuff. Who cares? So. Like, I wouldn't care about that. Like, I'd spend, I'd spend time making an extra, like, couple of bonus levels for someone. I think the game's got enough content already. No. See the amount of cheats it's got. Yeah, but add, like, like add 300 some odd cheats, man. Like, especially because these guys are lovingly, they've crafted the game yeah. spectacularly. I mean, I would never naysay the game, but when you're, when you're trying to, when you're trying to sort of appease people that want transgender knights who already aren't gender specific <laughs> in every situation, you're you're. It, it, but now you've got the option to make them specific. <laughs> but why does that need to be something that exists? You know, it's like it's mind blowing to me that that's something it's just something that fun. You can but it's have not a fun. You it's can have a lady shovel knight. It's like sprite. Like, well, she might be a lady anyway. No, it'd be a different sprite. Yeah, but what would be the difference? It gives it tits because that would be. The, I reckon it'll be a ponytail. Well, the problem is that, like, you like know, in Rogue, Ch- Rogue Legacy, <laughs> have you ever have you ever like listened to what feminists say about like armor in films where they've got like bosoms? Yeah, which is dangerous. You yeah, shouldn't it'd have be them. pointless because yeah. it, it would just weaken the arm. It'd guide the sword directly to your yeah. arm. <laughs> like it's just it's it's stuff like that where where females have said specifically that something is in an intelligent way, and they've they've made their argument. Feminists are great like that. Often, hmm. sometimes they are batshit insane, just like there are people that are batshit idiots in every situation. Yeah, but but when someone <laughs> makes that point and. <laughs> And when someone makes that point and then they turn around and they say, oh, we're going to make it female sprites and they just give a tit. So I just be like, well, that's that's more sexist than no. not giving us a female sprite. <laughs> no, I think they're just tweaking the sprites a little bit. But If there's tits, I'm going up in arms. I'm no, calling no, to arms be. against Shovel Knight. There's I love only, that game and yeah. don't make me hurt you. No, there's only two characters in the game which are very much drawn to be male or female. And that's one's the um, and, Ice Knight because he's got a massive great big beard yeah. and the Enchantress. Like, I suppose other than town folk and things like that. Yeah. But no, I'm looking, I've, I've wanted to play that because it's going to be silly. Just like, yeah, it won't. It won't add anything to the game. You can for make me. it into a giant lesbian adventure. You see, then again, you're being like that's <laughs> objectifying lesbians by making them out of situations where they don't need to be. Like, it's not even objectifying them. That's the wrong word to pick. But yeah, yeah it's it just it's it's not a, a viable option of entertainment for most. What people. if you just want to turn it into a big gay sausage fest? It doesn't matter. That'd be fantastic. The game you doesn't matter anyway. That. You could turn anything into a sausage fest by just misinterpreting the sentences on the screen. You wouldn't need yeah, but to. Now you got the sausage fest. <laughs> if you want a sausage fest, buy some sausage. Don't don't go through the. Difficult... <laughs> no, you can buy what's that um point and click adventure game? I can't remember what it's called. Day of the Tentacle. No. <laughs> there's a there's a point and click adventure game. It's like the most. It's oh, it's so gay. 
like in the right sense of the word, in the proper sense of the word, not in a negative sense. It it's is so homosexual. Like, yeah, when you go to use the lift, the camera focuses on your guy's ass as he's wearing spandex shorts that are like a little bit too That's short. That's just sexy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but, but no, like, I mean, you, you know my point. Like, a homosexual wouldn't come along and say to you, oh, I need a game where I can just look at guys' asses yeah. the whole time because it's a digital thing. Yeah. It's just like, you know, when people say that objectifying women in games, like you're having women in games and they're like, you're sexualizing them by putting them easily scantily close. You're not, because it's a combination of sprites and pixels. It isn't, it isn't anything that anyone should find attractive. If there are people that are wrong, then there's an issue there. But it's not something where it's, where it's a, it's not even, it, it's not even a sex of thing, because it's just this, this creation. It's not, it's not so real. It doesn't have gender, because it doesn't have the ability to procreate. Hmm. It doesn't have gender specific genitalia, because that's just not there. Although you could say it has the outline of having, say, one particular, gen- it just, it doesn't matter. Because unless the clothes are off and you can see it's got a vagina or a penis, it just doesn't matter. You're, you're arguing their points are just... Lara Croft was fully clothed in the new Tomb Raider and somehow she was objectifying women. Where is the argument there? Because someone wants to have sex with her. He's a villain. He wants to do villainous things. If ever you read the comic um, Wanted, the original comic, villains do horrible fucking things. They talk about it as if yeah. it's nothing. They're, they're, people mention rape, murder, you know, defecation of corpses. They do these horrible, horrible things and talk about it We're out with total disregard. And they do that because they're evil. <laughs> it's the easiest way to make someone evil is to make them do despicable things. Go off tangent again, man. I've gone off tangent because I'm angry. Like I hate people <laughs> saying that people are objectifying women by saying, "I understand." All right, I understand. Dead or alive beach volleyball is the most stupid gentrification thing ever. It's ridiculous. Why would anyone want to play a game in which digital women are playing volleyball in bikinis? Why would anyone need? You can that? give each other presents. You can make friends. But that wasn't their intention in that game. No, that no. clearly wasn't their intention. Like even Dead or Alive now, I call into I call into case the fact that you can change the age of your player, and all it does is make the boobs flop here. Yeah, yes. Yeah, um... That's that's genderfication. That's the worst <laughs> kind of it. You should be up in arms about that. Not the fact that Lara Croft gets a machine gun, guns down twenty men, and one of them tries to rape her. He's a villain. <laughs> your villain's not going to give you a present. He's not going to say to you if he shot her in the face, your game would be over. So then you'd be complaining in a different way. So it's just a case of he has to do horrible, horrible things. He has unbridled evil within him. And I'm not saying that those games where people are scanning clad are good. I'm saying they're awful. They're the gentrification. They're the, they're the issue. If you're a feminist, if you're truly a feminist, and you're asking for an equal opportunity in games, if you want a plot that services women, Tomb Raider is not a bad thing. It's a good plot. It's a good game. It, 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 until the end, <laughs> until the last 25 minutes. Until like after about uh, two hours into it when the story stops. And it's Lara Croft. No, the story starts again. It's just it involves demons. Yeah, <laughs> but no, it it just you know like where it frustrates me. Like the whole idea that you can change the gender of knights, it just doesn't fucking matter. In the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it it's doesn't. not even fun. So why get angry or annoyed about it? I'm getting annoyed because these are people that have been given money. I love what they've done already, and the fact that they're wasting their time changing some pronouns and changing some sprites a little bit and not creating some new fantastic... Oh, there's universe. other stuff coming for I'll right? give them another 20 quid now if they say to me there's going to be another 200 levels and they're going to drop the fucking... the pronouns. Who gives a shit about that? <laughs> Gender specifics are the problem in the first place because you're already considering these characters as male or female. You're ju- your genderfication. That's genderfication there. You're doing it. You're not servicing a sex. You're making it that... what you want it to be and that's wrong. It's fine. All right. They do if they want. <laughs> Probably gonna cut that. <laughs> That's a lot, man. That was a long time. Sorry, but no, it's like um, yeah, it's just something fun to do in the game. Something silly. It's okay to have silly things. Give him silly fucking. Wait until you see Tinker Knight and think about how silly he is. Tinker Knight's amazing. Just give him a 
funny fucking wig or a hat. Put him yeah. in an afro. Put a clown mask on Put it. afro mode on. <laughs> That'd be funnier than gender-specific pronouns. Didn't they have afro mode in something else? What? I can't remember. <laughs> I, I think it was probably... I don't so. know. I'm just, I'm just going off, off fucking completely. Yeah. I'm, I'm liking Shovel Knight it's loads. It's a great game. I've always finished it. <laughs> It really just getting angry about it now because we we'll swap yeah. genders. <laughs> That's it. The game would be perfect for me if I could yeah. train. Yeah, but it's like you got to take the internet response that there's one thing you don't like in the game now, so you hate it. It's the worst thing ever. Oh no, I'm saying that it's a brilliant game. It's a fantastic yeah. game. It's just I feel like that. No, that's... Like if you don't like gender swaps, you have to hate the whole thing. I don't hate gender swaps. <laughs> it's just it seems like the worst place to put it. You can put it in any other game. I think they're rolling in money. They can do what they like. They're probably not rolling in money. They've, they've made surprised. an adequate amount of money. But they sold a lot, man. That oh, really? game, even after the Kickstarter thing, it's like sold loads. God, it's one of the most successful games this year. I've got it's crazy to do games. <laughs> um, yeah, we need to we need to rip off someone's mobile phone game and just like chuck a million Flappy Bird clones onto the internet. I've been playing a Flappy Bird clone. I retry. That's a Flappy Bird clone. I haven't been playing that. Yeah. I've been playing that Super Hexagon. No, oh. I've got to stop doing that. But anyway, oh. Shuffle Knight. 24. No, I give it a billion. I fucking love that game. Yeah. Just angry at the developers. Who says a billion's worth a lot? <laughs> Don't know. Who says 25 is? Yeah. Um, Alright, I uh, my number three is Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. There's not really much I could say that other other people haven't said. Kevin Spacey's in it. It's a serviceable action film plot. It's about as stupid as they come. It's very po-faced and very serious. There's is it no... sequel to House of Cards? No. Oh. It kind of is. He's almost the same character. It's very po faced. It's not really very uh, campy or fun. There's no. It doesn't. T- it just takes itself very, very seriously. Uh, multiplayer is as you'd expect. It's it's pretty good this year after the fucking terrible shit show of Ghost. Well, it's got a lot more verticality going on, isn't it? It does. Yeah. And... It's, it is essentially. I miss tit- that. It's Titanfall light. Yeah. Um, it's Titanfall without the mechs, which is what Titanfall is now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's Titanfall without the mechs. Um, yeah. I mean, just in general, yeah, it's a good game. If you can pick it up for less than 40 quid, I think it goes for 55 quid online on digital edition. Jesus. So just buy it disc-wise and then, I don't know, piss in, my, piss in Bill Gates' face when you get the chance. It just is ridiculous, the price of digital games. But all in all, it's a good game. I'm not going to spend I too much on it. Bill Gates' fault, man. He's American, I blame him for Yeah, but he, he does, doesn't do anything to do with computers now. No, no, you're right. He's but too I mean, busy just, giving his money I away. I still don't get it. I just don't understand it. But um, all in all, it's it's actually a pretty good game. It's pretty good. It's a very po-faced narrative in the main storyline, but yeah. most people don't play that anyway. Multiplayer's good. It's the same problem I have with Call of Duty every time, though. It's just I'm not very good at it. Have they let it get silly? Because the thing with the Call of Duty games for me is that things are getting silly, but they keep putting it in this package to make it look like it's some sort of proper military game. One thing that annoys me about Call of Duty now... It's not silly, by the way. One thing that annoys <laughs> me about Call of Duty now, though, is um, you can't buy Call of Duty unless you spend 80 quid. Oh, uh, yeah. Because you get the season pass. And you have to get the season pass to get all the content. If you know you're going to make the fucking content, just give it to us free. What the fuck is wrong with you, cunts? You can have bots in multiplayer on this one, can't you? No. Yeah, I'm sure you can. Can you? Yeah. No, you've just got that wave defence, man. I'm sure you can have bots in multiplayer. Oh, like, if you, you have to do it online, that's you have to unconfirmed. Be It's unconfirmed. But, yeah, oh, that's, what? You mean the, the drill you just play split-screen multiplayer. If you just play two-player split-screen multiplayer, I'm sure you can have bots on it. No, no, you can do something that's like combat-ready, yeah. in which you train, and you have bots. No, I want to have proper split screen. I'm sure it's what it is. I just wanted to make time split screen. Um, <laughs> all in all, it's fine. It's, it's good. Um, I, I, yeah. With these online shooters, if you're going to buy it, you've already bought it. If you're not already bought it and you're waiting for Christmas, you're going to receive it for Christmas, regardless of what I say. Um, all in all, the game's fine. It's just I don't understand this new process that when you buy a game, you don't buy a game, you buy part of it. Hmm. You've got it almost to rent, and then you've got to buy the other part. Yeah, and then eventually they can switch the servers off. 
Yeah. I yeah. just, um, just, if you can get it cheap, get it. If you can't, I wouldn't pay the £55 to get it digitally. I'd buy it in a shop. Um, all in all, yeah. it's Call of Duty. It's the fucking same thing it's been for years. Yeah. They release one every year because they've already got the next one worked out. The Xbox but... One version apparently is like properly smooth frame rate. Doesn't have it's any really nice. It's sixty. Well, not sixty. I think it's no. It's, it hits sixty perfectly. Is it yeah. 60? Oh. yeah, I was watching a comparison video the other day. PS4 and Xbox One. You know those guys, Digital Foundry. They always yeah. do the frame rate comparisons. PS4 version looks a little better, but the frame rate dips quite often. It's thirty frames. Yeah, and Xbox is nine hundred. And it's but the X- PS4 one was like sitting sixty, but it kept dropping below. Not really. But, um, Have you heard about Assassin's Creed Unity? Which is a mess, yeah. Yeah, someone said 10 frames per second. Yeah. A piece there, the console versions were dropping down to the 20s quite often, which is abysmal. Like, yeah. get it out the door. Get that game out the door. The thing is, to me, you're rushing for a Christmas release date. Yeah, sure, you can get a lot of sales, but why not if you really can't get the game finished on time? Instead of risking everyone turning Sonic on your boom. game, yeah, <laughs> why not delay it till the new year when everyone's done playing their Christmas games and release it in a period when there's nothing else that people are playing? Like, I don't know why they don't release games in the January sales and then make mm. it forty quid and just be like that. It's forty quid. In Every January time sales. Grand Theft Auto releases is like eight March, April, and it flies out. I fucking hate the fact that they're making me pay a full price. I want to play Grand Theft Auto Four on the Xbox. Isn't it a little bit cheaper? Not going to buy. It. No, it's forty quid. Outrageous. I'm not going to buy. It. Just fucking go buy Lego Batman Three. It's twenty quid. Is it? Yeah, 20 quid on PC. Oh, no. I'm 25 not. on Xbox One. Really? Yeah. Sure is. Because it's, it's dirt cheap. That Lego Batman game is huge as well. I'm going to have a look. Yeah. So, what, did you give a score to Advanced Warfare? I, I don't even need to. Because my, my mind isn't going to be theirs. They're going to play it and they're probably going to like it. I'm so shit at the multiplayer. I don't know if anyone else experienced this. Is it better this. than the most recent Battlefields have been? Well, yeah, because Battlefield 4 was a shit show. Yeah. Battlefield 3 single player was awful. Multiplayer was alright. I used to work on those games, man. <laughs> well, yeah, Batman 3... No, not Batman. Battlefield 3 was fine. I, I just mm. didn't mind Battlefield 3. Even the story, although it was like... Oh, the story's terrible. It was like you're some generic dickhead who runs... It's 40 quid on Xbox One and PS4. Is it? Yeah. Blimey. It's still cheaper than most Xbox One games. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. On digital, it's probably 60 quid. get a PC version, man. Uh, no. Um, yeah. But yeah, so when it comes to the game, I mean, you know, your decisions are already made. My personal opinion of it is the multiplayer is really, really... It's really, really unbalanced... When you have a good game and you kill five people in a row, that game is going to be no different from the next game you play, but you'll be killed 17 times and only kill two people. For some reason, everyone has these spectacular guns that you can't get, hmm. or they can shoot you from across the thing with one shot from their machine gun and it kills you, but you shoot them 100 times with your machine gun and it doesn't kill them. Lag's it's always just... been a problem in Call of Duty for me. I don't really lag. Don't you, lag. You're lagging, but you don't notice it. Call of Duty does a good job of masking that shit. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, it uses a lot of procedural animations to like chuck characters around and friggin' hide things it's oh, yeah it's like when you play on Battlefield everyone always goes oh no, it's nice if you get a good game Battlefield everything it's lag free I've sat in a room with 16 other guys playing Battlefield over on the internet like and that's on a server that's in the same room as us mm. and yeah the lag is ridiculous like, mm. like yeah you don't realise it there's a lot of smoke and mirrors going on with mm. some of them because it will decide whether or not someone's died or not you know when you get two people shooting each other at the same time yeah it's already decided which one of you's died first a lot of the time <laughs> but yeah so it's down ones and zeros yeah, it's all down to ones and zeros. That was the problem with Battlefield 4. You know, they had the problem where people were crouching and getting shot. Mm. It's because when they crouch in, the um, the frame data is basically how often per second it updates the information. Yeah. Um, a game should generally be updating somewhere in the region of 30 times a second Okay. for each individual frame that the game's running at. But the thing that was going on with Battlefield... 30 is 30, fine. Even if you run it 60 frames per second, someone's not going to move so much between two frames that it's going to make a difference. Mm-hmm. But Battlefield was only, 4 was only updating something like 15 frames per second. 
which is a bit of a problem because that means if someone crouches, there's a fraction of a second where, as far as the game's concerned on the servers, they're still stood upright. Okay. So if the bullets fire an upright level, they still get hit. Yeah. Because it's not updating often enough. Um, the thing is with that, the reason for that is Battlefield 3 does a ridiculous, and all the Battlefield games do since they've had that frostbite engine, mm-hmm. the amount of persistence in level is ridiculous. It goes beyond... Like, you think about most games, like Unreal, mm. the only things it's tracking is the location of pickups, the characters running around, and who they're shooting at this time, and how much health they've got. Mm. But Battlefield 3 is tracking all that, all the characters on the map, so up to, like, 128, isn't it, on... 64. 64, something like that. more than that, isn't it? No, 64. But um, it's also tracking every single object in the map that can be destroyed. Yeah. So when a fence is, when one piece of fence is shot away, it has to tell every single other server that that's happened, every single other player that piece of fence is broken. Okay. So it, the amount of persistence going on is incredible. So, so that's why when I hit a fence, it takes yeah. a second to go. But that's why they reduced the amount of frames it was checking in Battlefield 4 mm. per second, because it got to the point where if it was checking 30 times a second, it would be draining your computer like crazy. It would be doubling the amount of data it's having to send back and forth. So I wonder what hardline's going to be like then. Yeah. Have you played the beta for that? No. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh. It was pants. Really? Forcing vehicles into arenas that are way too small. It's all car parks and things. See, I, I wouldn't mind it. I, I don't use vehicles. I'm not too keen on the idea of a game that glamorises the militarisation of police as well. Especially in America. Especially now in America. Yeah. That's where games are going. Can I just have laser guns back, please? I want a first-person shooter that's got Unreal Tournament-style weapons. I want guns that fire in three directions. I don't like laser guns. I want ridiculous stuff back. There's no impact. So? It is when their heads explode. Yeah, but that's just the head explode. That's not the impact. I of want the... bodies oh. falling to pieces. Okay, <laughs> just explode. And I want that jibs. song, that Let the Bodies called, Hit the Floor. Jibs. 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 I want Let the Bodies Hit the Floor by Drowning Pool playing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, playing constantly. But anyway, are you done with that review? Yeah. Right, my last thing <laughs> is... Massive Chalice from Double Fine. Um, I backed this on Kickstarter, so I have to say disclosure or something nowadays because people, you know, don't want Gamergate after you. Um, I'm liking Massive Chalice. I don't care, we're critics and we put something on the internet and that means we're fair game. Actually, I suppose you'd have to worry because we're not women, are we? So, yeah, we've got penises. Yeah, so we'd have to worry, we're free from criticism. Um, yeah, but if they want to criticise me, I'll give you my address and you can come to my door and say it to my face and I'll fight you. Yeah, they'll dox you, man. They'll dox you or swat you. Dox. That's where they send your put your information out on the internet so everyone can tell where you live. What are they going to tell people? Oh, I I have a shit job. Hey, anyone, if you want to stalk this person, here's where they live. Yeah, just like, who cares? Come and stalk me. What what are you going to find out about me? (laughs) I I wash my hands every time I take a shit just in case I've clipped my arsehole. Yeah, that's (laughs) interesting. (laughs) But, yeah, um, massive chat. Obviously, I'm incredibly biased. Um, But, yeah, I backed this and didn't really follow what was going on with it. I knew what sort of game it was going to be because their initial pitch was fantasy XCOM. It's going to be a game? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the best promise you can get from Double Fine. That there will be a game at some point. And it'll be real. Yeah. But um, I'm liking it. It is... It, like XCOM, you have to move your troops around in pieces. they got their... You know, it's still grid-based combat and all this sort of thing. Um, there's no cover system, unlike XCOM. And there's a couple of balancing issues with the different classes. There's only three classes right now, but they're going to have hybrid classes later, which will help you expand it. Okay. Um, there's like a... Caber Knight type class, whatever he's called, which is basically a character carries a massive, great big log and smacks things in the head. They're effectively your tanks. Okay. Um, you got alchemists who are sort of mid range. Yeah, they throw grenades most of the time, but okay. I haven't leveled them up high enough to see what their other things are because my guys keep dying and there's permadeath, <laughs> so it's not helping. So it's just like XCOM. Yeah. And you have um, rangers, the hunters, who, as far as I can tell, are the most. They're, 
they're balanced, but they're balanced in a way where they're better than the other characters right now because the other ones aren't quite there. So not balanced. Yeah. They're fine. They would be fine if the other characters were sorted out a little bit more. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's, this is this is the early build. Yeah. It's on early access, but it's due to go full next year. But they gave me a beta key. I didn't pay for a beta key, but they gave everyone who paid $20 or more a beta key. So it was like, oh, nice. sweet. So I got early access to it. Um, there's other things in there, like certain cat monsters are a bit of a pain. There's a, um, a monster type, which is a long-range attacking... He's like a tank. Yeah. He takes more than one turn to kill, because every time you hit him the first time, he armors up, yeah. and everyone else can only hit him for one hit point each time. They come out with like 20-odd hit points, you're only doing nine on a clean attack. Mm. Then you have a situation where this one is going to be a persistent pain for about three or four turns, yeah. and that's exasperated every time you get like three or four of them turning up at once. And your team of five suddenly gets wiped out. Yeah. Um, apparently, they, someone gave some feedback about that, and it's what I'm going to say now is that you have to be able to take them out in one turn in some way, or do something to stop them. Is being it like a problem. specific weakness that they have? No, they, literally, you hit them the first time, it will hurt them, and then they'll be armored up for the rest of that turn. Um, what I think would make it fair is if you hit them, it freezes them for their turn, so they armor up and they become like they're rooted to the ground or something. Okay. So they can't attack that turn. That way, if you've got a large group of them, your aim is to crowd control them rather than just endure. You could do it strategically. You could have a shield-based system for your team. Hmm. So when you hit them, they shield up for the rest of that turn. If there were three of them in a fight, but you'd have one character that has a spell that could shield up your team, reduce the damage that they yeah. can do. There's very little stuff to help your own teammates out on it right now. Okay. There is, um, you get, there's certain items you can get to give you boosts and stuff, like XCOM when you had the um, extra grenade packs and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. But um, there's no healer. Like, there's no healer class That's in it. Um, yeah, if you just have healing potions. Which, to be honest, if you only if the only purpose of healing would be to heal, yeah, then letting every character heal anyway is just fine. Yeah. But healer class, a healer class, it should be more than a healer. But if there's no like poison mechanic in the game, what's the point of having a healer to uh, remove poison? Yeah. Um, there should be more protector class if they're going to have that sort of thing. Yeah, but, we should come back to the shield. Yeah. yeah. But there's it's all right so far. I'm really liking it. Some enemies I dread seeing, some I don't. Um the whole the main gimmick of the game is the lineage system. The game's set over three hundred years. <laughs> it's a so, commitment then. Yeah. Not real time, obviously. Yeah. Next that'd be a bit hardcore. Yeah, that's what say. <laughs> that's that's sort if of animal crossing. Freeze yourself. <laughs> that'd be animal crossing version of yeah. it. But um you basically have a map, and there's like nine regions, and there's a, a sort of corruption coming in from the outsides. Yeah. And every now and again, it'll attack a place, and you have to defend. You have to choose between two places that get attacked. You have to choose which one you're going to de- um, defend. Okay. And the one you don't defend will become a little bit corrupted. When it's corrupted three times, you lose that region permanently. Okay. And what's the benefit of the regions? You keep them going. You can have keeps in there which are um, ruled by two regents, which is members of your army that you've put in command. Okay. And, and they'll have children. Able, are they able to automatically defend it as well? No, you have to go and defend. But with, yourself, if yeah. they've managed to corrupt that section and they'll have to attack the keep, yeah. the enemy will, then you have to have a fight in the keep to fend them off. Okay. But um, they have children. So the idea is that you have keeps down constantly churning out new soldiers for okay. future generations because they have a child. 15 years later, they go into training and that's when you get your low-level character. But um, the more higher level your regents are, then the better the, better the inheritance. Yeah. Um, the kids are, yeah. But oh, yeah, no, sorry, come dumpsters. <laughs> Can't say. <anything>. Yeah, <laughs> but there's some really cool stuff in there. Like certain characters, if they've leveled up a bit, if they get killed, there's a chance their weapon will become a relic, and they'll have an item that we pass down oh, to their okay. next generation. That's cool. So you can pass it to someone else in the family tree. That's very um, cool. 
But the thing is, what I've had trouble with, I've realised that when you start the game, you really have to build some keeps quickly. Like, you have to get a bunch of them out there. Because I started concentrating on getting buffs and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I realised that there comes a point where if your characters are dying, you don't have enough troops coming in constantly. And you have to keep searching for more outside troops, which are rarely as good as your inherited troops. Mm. But it can get very tricky. Like, once you bait someone a regent, or once you make someone a scholar to improve your um, your uh, research, they're permanently out of your army. You can't use them in battle. Which is something I'd like quite like, is if the regents could actually go into battle like a king would mm. in the olden days, and they would have some sort of commander buff maybe, and if they die, the team loses a buff. Mm. I would like that. Maybe if you could only ever use one commander at a time, and maybe only if that, their own regions being attacked. But I think that would be a nice way to balance out a little bit of the problem where if stuff starts going wrong, it really goes wrong. Because yeah. I recorded a video the other day, and that was going fine. Mm-hmm. And from that point onwards, everything went wrong for me. And I played for the next few hours and it all just went horribly bad and all my guys were dying and I was relying on all the newborns growing up to defend the towns with. I ended up with nothing but alchemists <laughs> because my most of my regents, I just unwittingly made them alchemists. Just turn the ground to snakes. Yeah. <laughs> they can't do that though. They just throw bombs <laughs> right now. Um, you know that the corruption that yeah. you mentioned that was seeping in, yeah. um, are you able to push that back? Yeah, every time, it, it, basically that's what brings the enemies to the area. So every time you defeat them, it cleanses that area. So, but you get a balancing game. I think it'll get to the point eventually where three start turning up at once rather than two. Mm. Because it does seem like um, they'll want to make it like XCOM where there's inevitable badness. Because if you finished XCOM, it does not end well. (laughs) There's an inevitable sense of dread that starts looming in that game as you go along. You get to the point where countries just start falling. No matter how well you do, you cannot balance it. And shit will go wrong. I want to play it now. I like my characters. XCOM's amazing, man. Mm. Such a good game. But um, Massive Chalice has been really good. Yeah, there's, like I say, balancing issues that they're working on. I had it crash on me the first time I had to defend a keep. Um, it's got your typical double fine sense of humour. It's got, I'm pretty sure, it doesn't say it on the, anywhere on their IMDb, on her page, but it's got the woman who does the voice of Patricia Tannis. I'm sure it's her. It sounds exactly like her from Borderlands. And, oh. you know, one does Lilith's voice as well. Yeah. Um, the Massive Chalice, the chalice that you talk to is two people. One side of it's a male's voice, one side of it's a woman's voice. Mm. Um, there's Sometimes you get these little random sort of mini missions where it asks you something, you have to make a choice out of three things, and half the time the, one of the choices is chuck it in the chalice, whatever it is. Like there's one where there's a woman who's having a baby and the doctor thinks he can't save her without saving the baby. She'll have to die or the baby will have to die and the third doctor will throw him in the chalice. And I'm like, oh, I'll throw him in the chalice. And they came out of it all right. So mm. I saved the queen and I got a baby out of it, which is nice. That's but, a win. Yeah. But it's like it's really good. I think it's sorry. I think it's going to be something that will be well worth people getting into. If you're a fan of XCOM, there's currently not a new XCOM game out. Of course, I'm a fan of XCOM. Yeah. I played the first two levels. Yeah. There's a new mod out from XCOM this week, isn't there? Apparently. Just... Yeah. So it's like a. I think it's supposed to be like a modern day setting mod. I'm gonna to have to download XCOM yeah. for my for my phone or something because I haven't played enough. Oh. You can get it on your phone now. Yeah. Yeah. You the, can get the, the full game. The full game. Sweet. On your phone. I believe it's on your phone. Let me find out yeah. how much it is. It's do, a great do, game, though. Do we have like a technical difficulty sign? <laughs> <laughs> but no, I've, I've got XCOM on PC. I haven't played it since I upgraded my graphics card, actually. I have XCOM on my PC. I have um, XCOM, both of them. Yeah. It's such a good... I haven't got the expansion for it. I haven't got the Bureau. Apparently that's alright, but not an XCOM no, game. No, that's fucking atrocious. Who told you that was alright? Nah, they're different people, man. Oh, yeah, just don't don't listen to those people because they're <laughs> lying to you. But yeah, <laughs> massive challenge. I'm going to say, right now, I'll say it's pretty damn decent. It's going to be better in the future. So, um, Zeds. Lots of Zeds. That's my score. 
nine pounds eighty nine for XCOM. Enemy Within. That's the one. Yeah. Is that the new? Is that the first one on the second? That's the expansion, Enemy Within. That's the expansion. All right. Yeah. So Enemy Unknown isn't coming up. No. Outrageous. That's, that's strange. I do have Star Command. Hells yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, my number four. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, you got the last thing, haven't you? Got the very last thing. Yeah. Last words, mine. Ha ha. Oh. We've gone over an hour. That's okay. <laughs> All right, so my last one is uh, Master of Darkness for the Master System. The oh, Sega Master Finger System. on the pulse. Finger on the pulse of the people. Yeah. Well, I played the biggest release so far. Far Cry comes out on Tuesday. I'm going to get that on Tuesday. So I don't have anything else to preoccupy me, so I went back a little bit. Do you know about the hidden ending on Far Cry 4? No. Um, I'll tell you what to do. I won't tell you what happens, but at the start of the game, there's a bit where one of the characters leaves and mm. says he'll be back in a minute. Don't leave. Just wait. Wait like 10 minutes. <laughs> Right. Do that. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. so Master of Darkness. Spoilers. Uh, Master of Darkness. So Master of Darkness is a fantastic game with the Sega Sega Master System. Um, it's very old now. I think you may be able to get it on the Wii U or the Wii. Or I think the, it is on the Virtual Console on Wii. Virtual yeah. Um, when I got this, I bought this when Toys R Us used to sell Master System games. <laughs> so eighteen years ago. Five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so like, 18... I brought Comic Zone on the Mega Drive when I was like fully into PlayStation One, edging onto PlayStation Two era. Yeah, see, that was around the time that I must have bought this this box set. But it was bought for me for a Christmas present. We we didn't have a massive amount of money back at this time. If you can't guess from the story, oh. um, so I got bought a five pack of games. There was Klaxon. There was Master of Darkness. There was um, there was Transpot. Do you remember yeah. Transpot with the um, with the uh, Walker from Star Wars? And it illegally used the R2. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah not the R2, the ah, ah that was it. Um, um, and there were two other games. I can't remember the other two games, sadly. Klaxon, I beloved. No, no, it's not on Virtual Console. Um, Master of Darkness isn't on Virtual Console, sorry. No, that sucks. Um, the front cover looks a lot like, um, <laughs> a lot like of Lords of Illusion, you know, the Mickey Mouse game? Yeah, yeah, it looks a lot like <laughs> that, but with Dracula instead of the castle. So Dracula is looming over you. Yeah. Um, and it is just, it is just a Castlevania clone. It's very similar. Um, but I just forgot how fun it was. It's a really difficult game. You start off with this little knife and you can just jab people and then eventually you upgrade. You can get axe, you can get a staff, you can get fucking, you can get power-ups, you can throw, you get a gun. Sorry, that was a weird noise. Um, all in all, the, the game itself though is, is just fantastic. There's, I think it's five stages. Um, you eventually fight Dracula. Each stage has two levels and then a boss. Yeah. I can complete this game so easily now. But back in the day, I never actually got to the end. So I was determined to complete this and it only took me an hour. To me, just under an hour, in fact, to complete the game, and I, I loved every second of it. I still love every second of it to this day. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's yeah. good to have for, um, for knock off Castlevanias, man. Yeah, for a Castlevania clone, I thought I expected yeah. very little of it. And I remember, you know, when you're a kid, you remember someone like I remember Alien Storm being one of the best games I ever played when I was yeah, a kid. Yeah, got that on the Mega Drive, got it on the PC. Fucking great game still, <laughs> but it's just not as good as I remember it being. And I, I, was, yeah. I had low hopes for this. I always liked um, that use copious amounts of the use of that classic Mega Drive sound. That yeah, <laughs> the fart sound. But um, <laughs> just Master of Darkness. If you can get hold of a copy and the original Master System, it's actually a treat to play on those controls. What sort of Castlevania is it closest to? Like in style, is it more traditional Castlevania? It's more traditional Castlevania. It's, it's not Castlevania Two because there's no night or day mechanic and there's That's no bullshit. villages. Um, <laughs> it is just like the original Castlevania, and even like with the mechanic with the stairs, you know, sometimes you have difficulty going up. Oh, the diagonal stairs, stairs. Yeah, yeah it has got those in there, um, and it's got the hidden wall. Jo- always the wanted that. Right, when you know you can go up and down stairs, I just want the ability to jump off the stairs sometimes. I want to be able to jump on the stairs? Yeah. So you can get halfway you up and You can do that on some of the later ones. Yeah. Um, but it's great. It's not quite as good as Super Castlevania because that, that for me is the is the zenith. 
of nah. Castlevania games. Symphony like Rondo of Blood, even one of those two. Both those games are great, but they overcomplicate something that doesn't need to be overcomplicated. Like it's I understand that they, they deliver a more RPG style experience. But Rondo of Blood's more sort of traditional Castlevania taken to the Z like the far furthest point they can. Yeah. Because it still splits in paths and stuff like that. Everything's level by level. Okay. But um, Symphony of Night is the RPG Metroidvania, as people call it. One. Super the Castlevania for me was the best. Possible. Yeah, yeah, damn good game. Best Castlevania. Mode Seven in that game's crazy. I would actually, I would actually say that for me with Castlevania, it does go Super Castlevania and then Master of Darkness and then Castlevania One, the original. Yeah. And then Castlevania Two and then Castlevania Three, which is the fucking worst piece of shit I've ever played in my life. Castlevania Three, everyone hates that one. Uh, but um, in terms, in terms of the actual game, like I loved it. I still love it. Colors are great. There's, there's a little bit of a plot, which is nice. <laughs> Um, and also there's a great thing like the first boss you fight is just this this woman she's like um, no sorry the first boss you fight is Jack the Ripper oh, yeah. and you kill Jack nice. the Ripper and you can do it really easily because if he's on a ledge and you're not on the ledge he hits above your head <laughs> so you can just like hammer away with the axe um, there's a secret the axe is in the first level and mm. as soon as you get that it's the most overpowered weapon in the game it's just one hit on everything nice. so you give up um, I still remember all the secrets that's how sad I am <laughs> but after you kill Jack the Ripper on the first level like at the end, it goes, ah, you killed my waxwork of Jack the Ripper. I was like, oh, you bastards. <laughs> You've got to come to my wax museum. And then you go to the wax museum, and it's a princess that was saying that to you. And you kill the princess in her boss fight. She like can project a skull out of her, and that's, the skull moves around. And you have to hit the skull. Um, and that's great. And I thought it was brilliant. <laughs> and then at the end of her boss, she's like, she's like, oh, you defeated the woman who runs the wax. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's going to be one of those fucking days. <laughs> Your princess is another castle. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be one of those. But I love this run around. It's such a fucking hassle. I go through all this shit in another fucking castle. <laughs> but I loved it. I yeah. genuinely love it now to this day. And it's cool. nice to you know they you know they say you can never go home. Mm. For a little while, I went home. You can go home. Like I mean, not right the second we recorded podcast. But you, know, true, yeah. you know what I mean? Like you can never go back <laughs> to a place that you remember home being. Yeah. And uh, for a little while, I, I genuinely did. I don't like, know. Occasionally, dig out bike bike mice from Mars on the snares, and then when I <laughs> fucking stab your own eyes out with a nickname. That game's amazing. It's fucking atrocious. It's brilliant. It's rock and roll racing. It's literally rock and roll racing with Snickers bars. Oh, so it's so it's very distinct. Yeah, <laughs> I've got rock and roll racing as well. Anyway, so yeah, I really like the game, and it was just it, it was like a time machine. Fantastic. I want to play that now. It's really good. Do you want to play it? We'll download it on an emulator. I own Outrageous a copy, so I can emulators. Jesus. Um, but yeah, so that's it. Yeah. That's it from me. Yeah, what score are you going to give, Thingy? All the points. All the points. All the right. points. That's if a represent could... that with lots of numbers. If Carl, if, if, if... I'm getting Master... a bit flashy with my numbers now if, on there. Yeah, you are. Did you if, notice that? Like, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> that, d- 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 not, I'm assuming that people are seeing them with glitter. No one's going to look at the videos now with the numbers. No one sees the work I went into <laughs> with, like, Splashing numbers all over the page on it's the fancy videos. work you do. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to Master of Darkness, if it was a woman, it would be your dream woman. It's just fantastic. <laughs> I say your dream woman because my dream woman is my girlfriend, and if I say anything else, she'll stab me in my sleep. Yeah, but normally Anna Kendrick or uh, Aubrey Plaza, Helja, Elizabeth Banks. Nah, really? Catching fire, man. Look what she looks like in those films. And what about in um, what's that film, Man on the Ledge, where she tries acting? Ugh. Sam Worthington was the most distracting thing in that. His accent was the most distracting thing. In that. I'm not, I'm not going. Oh, you know, like you know what my favorite, my favorite bad accent moment is, and it's from an American, Harrison Ford. <laughs> I don't kill my wife. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, now I remembered I saw met Kevin Sorbo once. <laughs> if you ever see him again, can you fucking tell him that he's a prick for doing I'll, that? I'll God's see him and I'll be dead. like, I met you once before. God's not dead. Yeah. Anyway. He may not be dead, but he'll desecrate their fucking graves, it cunts. Great. That's episode four <laughs> of Crit Apocalypse, though. Woo! We've kept it under an hour and a half. That was the plan. You did? Yeah. Yeah. One hour, 12 minutes. That's not bad. Ish. Um, see, if someone's got an hour and 12 minutes to spare, they could do it in a worse way, can they? Yeah, we probably should mention that at the start. Yeah, like, I mean, like, you, you don't go murder a baby, spend an hour and a half listening no. to this. Murder a toddler, because they know then. They know what? They know what's going on. This <laughs> fucking goes dark. Um, yeah. We'll probably cut this. Bye! Yeah.